got it. You got it. <laughs> is that not the right way to put it? <laughs> awesome. It took you a while to get there. Alrighty, guys. It is Stu, and we've got another episode of the hashtag Sweat Local CLT podcast. I'm Stu. I'm Deuce. I'm Isaac. And we have Grant Aaron's. The are you the founder of the? Okay, the yeah. founder of Eight and Sands. So, real quick, for anyone who's not familiar, what is Eight and Sands? It's Eight and Sand. Eight and Sand eight Kitchen. Sand. Not plural. So, Aaron's is plural. <laughs> right. Sands, Sands is not. Is not no. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Eight and Sand Kitchen is a, uh, we are a breakfast and lunch um, from scratch bakery and scratch kitchen. So, we do a lot of stuff back here. Um, unlike anybody else in Charlotte, we're really making almost everything that comes out of this kitchen. It's pretty cool. Wait, so is this your first, I mean, I can't imagine, is this your first run at a, a restaurant location? Kind of, I can't imagine. It's, it's not. Yeah. No, no. So I've been doing pizza in Charlotte for like a lot of years. We started with Farley's Pizzeria. I think we opened our first one back in 2003. We have a couple of those scattered around. Um, and then we opened Anizio Pizza down in Ballantyne in 2016. Uh, we opened a second Anizio in 2017 in Dilworth. Um, and... Um, those sort of, I, I used to run kitchens and be in the kitchen and grind it out like that. When we opened an ETO, I sort of set it up differently. And so I kind of had a little extra time on my hands. And I'm a big bread and pizza nerd. And that is sort of the tunnel that I started crawling down. And Eight and Sand Kitchen is where I popped out. Yeah. And so here we are. And something that's kind of cool is we're right on the light rail in Charlotte and South End. And the name Eight and Sand Kitchen is a throwback to old days on uh, train crews would say to one another, um, eight and Sand as a referral to like have a safe, fast journey. So eight referred to the eighth gear of the train, and Sand referred to throwing some uh, some sand on the on the tracks for friction. So eight and Sand. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So let me ask you this. So the location that we're literally on site. So we're, if you guys hear all this noise in the background, that's what it is. Um, how did you end up on this location? Was it an inventory? Like can't really be, like there's only so much inventory available. We had to go. It's there, or did you strategically? have this location or this kind of a location in mind? So a little, a little of both. Um, certainly you're always looking at what is available and you have to be sort of in advance of it. Um, also you have to sell the landlord on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to bring to the city, especially when it's a new place that doesn't really have anything like it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I love this area. I live basically in South End. Um, I love the light rail, love everything up and down here, love what it's done to our city. So I think it was, I definitely wanted to be in this part of town. Um, this is where I think the culinary sort of movement is happening, and yeah, just it's it's awesome. So. Yeah, do you like the being an element of the multifamily here, right? That's the big thing in the sh like Charlotte gender world, right? In the comments, yeah. a new apartment complex is going up, and everybody's pissed off about it. <laughs> but most of these apartment complexes are coming with ground level retail, restaurant, yeah. all day. Like, there's a cool new business element that's going to come with it. I think the business side of me understands that the cost of the real estate on this part of town, you have no choice but to go up. So if somebody's going to invest and make this area more than what it was or than what it is today, you don't have much of a choice to do something sort of small. If you can't go up a couple stories, you can't make your money on the investment. So I understand what it is and it's necessary for the economic growth of our city. So if we want to continue to drive our food culture and have new opportunities for new entrepreneurs, that does mean new bodies coming into Charlotte. So um, it's a little bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Um, that didn't have any sort of impact on my decision to be in this location. Um, but yeah, actually that's probably the first I've thought about it since yeah. you mentioned it. No, it's always interesting when I look at like, you know, there's certain locations that are in the bottom of multifamilies that have been vacant for a long time. And it's mm -hmm. again, obviously you have residents up above, certain models are not gonna work. There's others that 
this would, in my opinion, this is one of the very complimentary models to a multifamily. Yeah. Get up. Sure, the free coffee's in the lobby. That coffee sucks. Come down here. The coffee's great. That kind of scenario. Absolutely. It just makes you feel – you can be up there where you don't feel professional in your pajamas in your office because you work from – in your you know living room because you work from home. Yeah. And come down here and slap on regular clothes and instantly feel way more productive in a public setting like this. And you're no more than 200 feet away from your front door. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, referring to the coffee, you know, we partnered with James and Miracle, uh, the owners of Not Just Coffee, because uh, they are the names of specialty coffee in Charlotte. And why would you do something on on a scale where you really care about the food if you're not going to complement it with drinks that that also are sort of elevated? So we we use counterculture here, and I think we have a fantastic coffee program. We have some kind of unique things. Um, we have an oat milk draft latte. So for those that are trying to be dairy free but want to get like a really good nitro draft. That's cool. just such a cool drink to have. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the food, what of did that. you guys have? The grilled chicken. I may mess it. Grilled chicken avocado melt. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yep. God, it was delicious. Awesome. By the way. Amazing. I actually had the same thing. You it had was, the same thing? Yeah. You couldn't get something different and spice it up for the purpose of the podcast? Sorry. I ordered first. That was not my fault. <laughs> I didn't hear him order. So. <laughs> but it was really good. We, I knew, really we, we knew what we were doing there. Charlotte, you put avocado yep. and chicken yep. together, and it's, it's you're good. You know, it's you're good. good. Yeah. It's golden. Yeah. So. Do some cheese on there. I exactly. saw it on Instagram. I was like, this Did looks you? good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is what I'm getting today. Yeah, no, it was really good. I did the... It was the bacon, egg, and cheese, but then I also had him put sausage on it because I'm trying to get that, you know, pre-40 heart attack, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. sausage, bacon, egg, and cheese, yeah, and it like was had amazing. had the option of bacon or sausage. Yeah, just well, like more heart attack options. Yeah. So let me just, like, speak to those foods real quick. So obviously um, the breads were all made in-house. So the two yeah. chicken avocado melts that you guys had, that's made on our country loaf. We mill the heritage wheat berries that go into that sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. So it's made fresh. Um, nobody's milling wheat berries and put it on sourdough and then turn it into a melt. So that's kind of cool and unique there. The chicken on there is locally sourced, free range, so it's high quality. Um, And then for your bacon, egg, and cheese, same thing. The the bacon is a locally sourced bacon. It's a free range egg. Um, It's an Ash County cheddar that's sourced out of North Carolina. And of course, we make the brioche that it comes on as well. I love it. So yeah. Yeah. Love it. So what's unique about this, and we're excited because we're going to be doing a workout outside here from your spot with you guys. You've got this amazing patio setting. Yeah. And you guys also have the, the beer component as well, right? We do. So I'm assuming all mostly local microbrews. Yeah. 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 And then what was the idea? Was this like I want you wanted to have an outdoor component to it? Because we think mo- I mean most breakfast coffee shops, maybe a small little patio, like a sunflower kind of bakery kind of scenario, but nothing as robust as this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have a, a bakery uh, kind of crammed into a restaurant here. And I think we didn't want to necessarily just be a bakery. We didn't want to necessarily just be a coffee shop. We wanted to be sort of like a well-rounded component that offers a lot of different things. And to do all those things required a certain amount of square footage. So to me, having a place where on a nice day, especially in this awesome city that, that has fantastic weather so, so much of the year, um, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you don't have a place for people to go outside on a nice day. So. Yeah. I wish we had one of those covered patios that you see in some of these spaces, but yeah. uh, we didn't get that far, but it, it, I think uh, it does the trick. The sunshade triangles are good, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they'll definitely work. Awesome. So where you guys are at, so we're on the rail trail here. We're at the Newburn Station. For anyone who's not familiar with the spot, um, you have Suffolk Punch across the street. Have you had a chance to, like, biz dev and meet with some of the other local, like, small businesses that are around here in that regard, in this realm of food, drink? Not so much. I think that once you start getting into um, food in general in this city, it becomes a smaller city and you start to kind of cross paths with the same folks. 
Um, but no, I haven't really personally had a chance. We've been kind of locked down into this space for it feels like a long, long time part of this year. Um, dialing things in, getting ready for opening. Again, when you're when you're making all the breads, curing a lot of the meats, um, it, it, it's just very time consuming. So I've spent most of my time inside these four walls. Yeah, yeah. But I have such an awesome team. We have uh, Krista Smith leads our bakery. Um, she's our pastry chef. We have Peter Falcon, he's our executive chef. And then we even brought in somebody that is uh, vegan and vegetarian focused, and that's uh, Colin Cook. And so when it comes to the world of feeding people that aren't interested in animal proteins, this guy is like a genius. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm curious. So when it comes to opening a restaurant, right, I like think of it in the terms of like the gym, that when we go to opening that and getting the word out, but you already had a, a reputation with the other locations, the restaurants you've done, but this location here, is it, is it kind of one of those, all right, we're going to curate a nice Instagram, hopefully the agenda is going to do something on us, and our, and our physical location and the foot traffic will do the rest, or do you guys... Do you guys have like a really elaborate like social media or marketing plan to blast this place out on an opening weekend? I, that's a it's a it's an interesting question. I think that regardless of location, as long as your location isn't bad, if you have a really great product and you execute it well, that's going to take care of of everything that you need to take care of. Certainly, social media these days is is probably our number one source of kind of reaching the masses. Um, so we utilize that platform, uh, and we do, we, we'll utilize some other basic marketing tools, but I think that being in the right part of town, uh, with people that are interested in good food at a reasonable price sort of takes care of itself. Um, you know, I think you, if you find yourself going, oh, oh my goodness, how are we going to market this? Uh, maybe your concept wasn't good enough. And we've been fortunate that, uh, you know, we just got through a sort of our, our two month uh, brand new store opening. We uh, revamped our menu, um, tweaked our process, and I feel like right now we're kind of hitting the ground running with food quality and execution. And from there, I just feel like that'll take care of itself. The feedback's been been fantastic. So, did that answer your question? No, it did. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I always like from <laughs> one business to the other, just like how you think about opening a new spot and yeah. making sure that there's a splash and people know about it and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Charlotte Agenda. Yeah. Um, certainly, there's just a big uh, population that is focused on what's shiny and new in Charlotte, uh, and not even just what's shiny and new. Kind of like where, um, you know, what's hot, what's going on, and so yeah. Charlotte Agenda definitely drives that crowd. So certainly getting in front of that audience yeah. is important for any business, I think. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But I mean, I feel like Charlotte, as we've talked about a little bit, is like a little ADD and they're always trying to find the next thing that opens. But yeah. with you guys having as good of a product as you guys have, you guys, I think that you guys are going to be having a lot of the repeat customers, yeah. right? Like yeah. here's, maybe not here's as the, much as the breweries do. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing about that comment specifically. I've run into a lot of folks in the last, call it two years. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, we don't like to go to the same place twice. There's so many new things in Charlotte. Yeah. We just like to see what's new. And as a business owner, that's like, ah, stab me in the heart. That's right. horrible. You're going to come in once and so, then again. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I think that there's going to be a lot of people in the city. I think we're starting to see it now that when there does have some sort of shift in the economy, the people that aren't really set up with high quality food at reasonable prices, yeah. doing something kind of either special or unique, they're going to be in a tough time. Um, and so I think that that's the challenge for all new restaurant owners, really any business owner, not just restaurants, is, is your product special? Is it unique? Does it have competitive advantage? Is it, is it different than what other people have? And I think here we certainly do have those things going on for yeah, us. Yeah, I think so. One, one thing I think is probably your competitive advantage, and maybe I'm wrong, but 
the honestly the alcohol elements, the yeah. ability that you I can get here after. What time do you guys close? Uh, so we are just starting to close at 4 p.m. Got we it. are a, a breakfast and lunch spot. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. I could be on a Friday, which I feel like most like our clients. I feel like nobody works on a Friday. Right. Um, so it's Friday, and I get to have you know come here at noon, wrap up you know wrap up a, a conference call, whatever at one o'clock, have a beer on the patio here, kind of scenario. Is that a competitive advantage in your market, or is Absolutely. that commonplace now? Well, I think what's what's different about us and what's different about us in South End specifically is there's not a lot of high end. I call us a fine casual. So fast casual, you get, you order at the counter, you sit down, they um, you go pick up your food, uh, you maybe clean up your own mess. Here, you do order at a counter, so you get to pay a little bit less, not have to go through the long process of dealing with the server. Um, but uh, you leave your stuff at the table, we'll bring it out to you. It's a nicer environment than a lot of fast casual. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of a different environment. So I think that um, having the variety, because you can find beer and you can find cocktails anywhere in Charlotte, but again, finding it in a very just comfortable, sort of fast casual uh, environment, yeah. uh, and again, at reasonable price points, I think that's something that's unique. Who did your show? Who did all the custom shelving and the cha all this stuff in here? Yeah. So I worked with Don Peden of Peden Fine and Architecture yeah. for the design component and put a lot of sort of, um, I call you it. you say, what was the name of the architect? Uh, Peden Finan is yeah, the. Tim Finan? Finian? Well, Don yeah, Peden. Don uh, Peden yeah. and Tim. Exactly. Yeah, Tim's who I've worked with and he's actually doing some work with us now. Awesome. Good yeah. guys. Good guys, absolutely. I use them for an ETO as well. And um, so they sort of took all my crazy, here, this picture I like, this picture I like and helped hone it into what, what we have here. We just made a bunch of Pinterest boards and send it over to them like, <laughs> yeah. this is what I like. Well, so, so in preparation for this place, I did a lot of traveling. I went out to San Francisco a lot. I went out to LA a lot, um, other bakeries around the country, and I did stages. So I basically knock on the door and say, hey, can I basically like show up in your place and work for free? And um, the bakery community is so nice and so caring. They're like, if you're willing to work at four in the morning, like, you know, you there's nothing about trade secrets like come on in we'll show yeah. you what we can do and sure. so I learned a lot there and I think I gained a lot of inspiration for what the place should feel like and so I just like open airy sort of clutter free um, let the food let the people be the be sort of the color and the action and we have this really cool kind of trellis system going on and it just kind of helps fill the space no it's great I think you guys awesome. did phenomenal yeah we're about to decorate it up you can see some holiday decorations coming we're yeah. gonna we're gonna do a little uh Grand opening celebration. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. give out some hot yeah. chocolate. Give out some cookies on Friday, December sixth. Awesome. And uh, it'll look it'll look magical in here. Very, Very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and we have some crossover here. So Grant also was in personal training and in the fitness scene. You've, mm -hmm. you've done that. So I know I know you gave it to these guys when I was running around chasing down this stupid attachment for the uh, the gear here that I left. What is that background, real quick? So. I'm, I've always been entrepreneurial in nature, so going back to college long, long ago, I was a personal trainer. It's how I put myself through school. So training people at 5.30 in the morning three times a week. Where did you go week. to school? I went to University of Dayton in Ohio. Oh, Dayton from Cleveland. Awesome. Yeah. Um, everywhere. Where are you from? Everywhere. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, father was a professor there. So. Browns fan? I'm not. Oh, man, no. lucky you. You got out, you <laughs> got out safe. You got out smart. So... Um, I always wanted to be sort of a business owner and I would train um, sort of like the business people of Dayton. And my first business I was interested in owning like a personal training center. Um, it didn't work out and a couple of years later, uh, one of my friends that I went to school with, my best friend, I got in the restaurant business here in Charlotte, North Carolina and we were, you know, sort of fell into our first pizza place and that's where my, my path of, of sort of restaurateurship began. So the uh, yeah the personal training background I just sort of have a, a you know a decent 
old-fashioned foundation of what good nutrition is, and um, that's always been sort of a core component of like of my personal needs, sure. keeping my stress in line because this business will do it to you. Is fitness a part? Is fitness something in your life? As I mean, as a business owner, absolutely. Yeah. When when there's time, when yeah. I'm not you know testing cruffins and uh, and croissants <laughs> and. And making excuses to eat more morning buns, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. I had one of those cruffins last time I was here. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what so, was it? A cruffin? A, a croissant and a muffin? Croissant a muffin? Yeah. It's yeah. a croissant and a muffin have a baby. Oh, and nice. It's, 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 sitting over, it's sitting over in that case, and we have different flavors That's all the time. phenomenal. Yeah. Something I, I think is kind of like our, our, <laughs> our sort of claim to fame for, yeah. our, for our pastry case. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, so speaking to the health component, I think that I bring, for a foodie, I think I bring an interesting perspective on um, you want to eat delicious, tasty food, but there's also, wouldn't it be nice if that delicious, tasty food also had a component that was good for your body? And so right now, um, our, our country is sort of having this um, war against gluten. You know, gluten insensitivity, bread is bad. And so I was, I was telling these two that we mill heritage wheat berries right here in-house. It's in a room right past our bar. And, um, you know, I'll try to speak quickly on this because I can definitely like bore everybody at the table. But um, I was finding it really interesting. Earlier. So was I. Yeah. Wheat <laughs> yeah. berries that you find for commodity bread that you find at the pretty much every restaurant and grocery store in town uh, was crossbred and made just to grow fast and yield a lot of flour. Uh, it's not healthy. It tears up the earth. Um, so taking a heritage wheat berry is something that hasn't been crossbred, doesn't yield as much, but there's much more flavor and nutrition in that wheat berry. So that's, that's step one. Two, we stone mill it right here in house. So we take the whole food, we stone mill it, everything that went in comes out the bottom, that goes into our sourdoughs. So a sourdough bread is much healthier than a bread that has not gone through that process because it is a fermented food. That changes the pH balance, it um, allows for the bioavailability of nutrients to be absorbed by the body. Um, bread that you're going to get at, uh, not to name names, but basically grocery stores, is made to be extremely cheap. So you got a, a bad flour that's been sitting for months and months and months, and it's got no nutritional value. Then they want to turn it into bread as fast as humanly possible uh, so that you keep the cost down by not having labor. And so when you eat this, your body doesn't know what to do with it. There's no nutritional value, and it's hard to process, thus gluten sensitivity. When you do what we're doing, it's a totally different thing. So I eat bread constantly, um, and uh, I, can, I can vouch for my product, but anybody that uh, is gluten sensitive, I do, you know, I, I challenge you, come on out, try our bread, try our sourdoughs, and, and let me know, you know, do you feel fine after you eat it? Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I always joke around, um, we do nutritional consults for people, and I always give everyone the poor man's, you know, if you have celiac or gluten intolerance, right, go out yeah. for a night, have some beers, get drunk, have a pizza, see yeah. how you feel the next day. The next day, go out and have clear tequila and corn chips and see how you feel the next day. One is filled with gluten, one is the other. That's how you figure out it's the poor man's yeah. gluten uh, allergy test. <laughs> so what you're saying is then with this is, it's not even that it's, is it gluten free or is it just such a high grade you don't think there's gonna be any kind of reaction? No, no, no. I, so humans have been eating gluten in bread Correct. for 14,000 years. Yes. We are genetically adapted. That has been the main food source for so many, um, so many generations. And, uh, so the idea that we that bread is bad for us inherently is, in my opinion, sort of not the way to look at it. But bad bread is bad for us, and so this is healthy bread. This is a fermented product made with a real food source, and when you eat it, you're not going to feel terrible. Got it. Yeah. So we won't. It's people won't battle. see the GF next to it, but come on Absolutely out and not. give it a try and. Yes. Grant saying, yeah. see if it, you don't feel different, Abs better absolutely. from having it. But for those that are gluten-free or are trying to live a gluten-free lifestyle, we have you covered there because obviously we have a lot of salads. 
Um, we have some different bowls that don't have uh, gluten in them, but we also carry a local bakery's gluten-free bread. We can't make it in-house because we basically manufacture gluten in our bakery, so we don't try to make gluten-free ourselves. Sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, Jane's Gluten-Free Bakery is a local bakery, and we try to support local as much as possible. Yeah. And so we have you covered there. Awesome. How much of all of that, you know, you're, you said you're a, a bread nerd. How much mm -hmm. of that is into your pizza places as well? Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. that's so, yeah, uh, we go through this very long fermentation, very... I have a, a room built in our pizzerias that helps control um, temperature to take air away from the baker or from the products. And it goes through a very long fermentation where it um, spends half a day at room temp and then it goes into a cooler for another three days before it comes out and comes back to room temperature. This very slow process can best be thought of as pre-digestion by the yeast of the gluten structure. And by the time you eat it, you're like, wow, I don't, I don't feel bad. So you hear people little go travel to Italy and be like, yeah, I ate carbs like all week and I didn't feel bad. That's really what's going on. It's kind of just knowing what you're doing with the with high quality product. Yeah, really cool. I and didn't know that. We've got a workout with them coming up. Yep. When is that? December 3rd. December 3rd. Yep, it's a Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, mm -hmm. so it'll be nice. It'll be a little chilly. People warm up, come on in, and then we're gonna, the restaurant will be open afterwards, right? Yep. I, when I think of, and again, going back to the Charlotte agenda and like, like the constant new thing, I think of Charlotte such yeah. a young, typically single, when I mean single, I mean legally not married type, yeah. you know, demographic. And that's, you know, that is, you need constantly something new to do with somebody. Like you meet someone, even some new friends, you want to go do something and someone suggests the idea and everyone says, oh, I haven't been there yet. You're the winner of that conversation, right? That's like the fun thing to do. I've got a buddy who has a Rolodex of just all the places to take people when they come to Charlotte that they haven't been to, or when he meets someone new and says, hey, you know, let's check out this new spot. How much of the traffic that you guys see coming in here is of that, or is it like, is it, you know, I'm looking around here right now, we've got a lot of people having a one-off meal with a friend, buddy, whatever it may be, versus how many people come in and work during the day in these spots, and use these as free co-op working, like our location at Urban, we have the gym obviously in the back and we have that free just wi-fi lounge with the coffee and people that's that might be their uh substitute for not paying we work yeah. scenario do you have a lot more people coming and utilizing this for co-working or for convening with others i feel i feel like it's some of both i yeah. see a ton of the same faces over and over and over and over so i think that when you when you plop down a restaurant um if if you have an environment that they want to be in you're gonna get the people that live within a close radius that are just gonna make it their regular place. So this area, there's already a lot of population density, but it's also starting to fill in a lot of places across the street that are gonna be uh, coming available next year. And we still have like 300 units directly above us that are gonna be filled in. So we see a lot of regulars there. Um, definitely see a lot of folks that I heard about you, I read about you, coming to check you out. Um, and yeah, you know, um, right now I see maybe a couple people working, you know, on, on any given day. Uh, you see laptops open and people yeah. having meetings, so it's it's that part of town. It's just yeah. it's convenient yeah. wherever you live. Yeah. Well, we can meet in South End. Well, where you want to meet in South End? I think naturally people think about like a coffee shop yeah. or like a little 100%. bit more of a casual. So yeah, absolutely, we right. see a lot of that. Jim, um, so the process of, of baking this bread. Mm -hmm. How early do you guys start this off? Our bakers, they were coming in at three in the morning. Now that we've kind of gotten our process in line, that's more like four o'clock on the weekdays, maybe 3.30 on the weekends. But uh, if you choose to be a baker, you know what you're getting into. So yeah. um, they come in early and uh, they get to leave by 12 or one o'clock and go enjoy their day and then get to bed by like 7 p.m. Turn around and do it all <laughs> over again. Yeah. Right. Man. yeah. Yep. So compared to 
if you were baking it or if you were going through this process the kind of traditional way, the more crappy way of this, how much time does that add to everything? Well, uh, so we give our, I, I would say it doesn't really need, it doesn't really add any additional time. It, it's, it's time in milling the wheat berries and that sort of thing, but that can be done while you're doing other processes. So I think anybody that has worked in a kitchen kind of knows there's ways to, um, while you're doing one thing, you can be doing another. You can set yourself up for success the next day. Um, our sourdoughs, uh, they, they spend half a day at room temp and then they go into the cooler for, for sort of an overnight rest that helps with more fermentation and more flavor development. Uh, then they can come in in the morning and get the oven heated up and go straight from the cooler right into the oven. And um, you know, in that in that sense, even though the day before might have taken you a little bit more time, uh, the cooler kind of like saves you. So that's one thing from a customer perspective is we could run out of something like a bread, and uh, we can't just turn right around and have it right. again by making it and having it later that day. Yeah. So we kind of have to always be a little bit in advance. Gotcha. I feel like I've learned so much about bread on this. I know, right? It's been really fascinating. I can yeah. I can talk all day about <laughs> breads and doughs. It's like you, you the most important thing is I know it's okay mode. to eat bread now. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> good quality bread. Good, good, good don't feel as bad. Right. Good we'll come here and get the bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I like to do whenever we had. Um, with the owner of Roots come on. And whenever you talk to people in the culinary industry, I'm always very curious, what are their other go-tos outside of their own niche oh, yeah. of food, mm -hmm. right? So let's do this. Um, and let's we all just take so let's turns start, Let's start with pizza. There we go. If it's yeah. not you. Where are you going? Man, that's it's a tough one. It's, <laughs> it's also <laughs> okay to just say, yeah. no, just me. If just I, me. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I haven't had a pizza that wasn't from one of our spots in so long. <laughs> and also, I, I do. Like, I eat pizza every single week. Sometimes it's more than once, especially when we're going to be doing, like, a new seasonal pizza and we have to sample things. So I think I save a lot of my, my pizza eating outside of Charlotte for when I do travels because I will, I will literally use pizza as an excuse to go to somewhere. Um, it just kind of gives me a reason to be like, oh, I, I have to go to Italy. I have to go to New York City <laughs> yeah. for the pizza. And so um, I eat a lot of pizza outside of Charlotte. But uh, Domestically outside of Charlotte, where would you recommend? You can find really good pizza in a lot of great cities. Um, certainly out in San Francisco and L.A., you're going to find some fantastic pizzas. New York City, you know, there's, there's so many humans up there and there's so many people with culinary skill. It's not the water. It's people that know that what they're doing. Defara Pizza up in New York City is one of my favorite. Frank Pepe's in New Haven, Connecticut is one of my favorite. Um, Minneapolis has some has this nice uh, Neapolitan chain and uh, called Punch Pizza. I think that's a fantastic pizza. Um, I I skew towards coal-fired and Neapolitan as my favorite, but sometimes you just want a good, greasy, like crispy slice. And so one of my favorites there would be um, John's on Bleecker Street in uh, in Manhattan. Yeah. Hey. It's so funny, and I, I you know without getting too deep into it, you know, we were talking about location. If you have a good product, I lived over by where DeSano's was. Yeah. And, you know, they went, they shut down and all that. And that area of Chid, that part of the neighborhood just it doesn't have like that, you know, it doesn't, it's not a South End or a Noda or yeah. things like that. How much, again, did you guys wait long? You knew you wanted to do this probably obviously beforehand. And was it just, we know where we need to be to make this success? Could you be as successful with this product that I know you're very young into it? on the other side of Noda or on the west side of the city right now? Do you feel like the density of this is going to really help people expose them to the brand of, of Aiden Sand? Um, yeah, I, th I think that, uh, well, well, specifically like Noda, um, Midwood, South End, I just feel like there's, there's that foodie culture, that presence of, uh, it's also, they're all destination areas for Charlotte. So if you're, no matter where you live, if you're looking to meet your friends or go out and have food, 
I feel like those are the areas that you know you're going to be, if I go there, there's going to be some options. So I feel like um, we chose this location. It's close to where I live, so it's easy to get to. But I think I would have been comfortable with, with all those areas. But for me personally, South End's my favorite. Yeah. I think it has the most variety um, up and down this light rail, even like it looks and feels different as you go into different sections, with, yeah. which I think is so cool. And there's still so much opportunity for new things to come on board. Uh, it's getting pretty expensive for yeah. things to come on board, but there's still a lot of space for things to happen. Yeah. So. All right, Isaac and Dee, I'll just keep talking real estate the whole time. If yeah, I know, you I are know. into that right now. <laughs> um, going back to food. Yes, go back um, to food. Okay, so different outside of your norm, like Mexican. Do you like to eat Mexican food? I, if so, where? I, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of where my, my favorite Mexican food would be. I'm not, I'm not a frequent Mexican food Fair person. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, certainly, um, uh, it's, you know, Mexican American is uh, the, the new place over there off of Camden. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Superica. I've eaten there a couple times. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'd say that would be my go to for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. What other kind of food? Is there Chinese food? Chinese, yep. Chinese, right. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one place, one place uh, like like um, New Zealand Cafe is out in. Uh, that's my favorite yeah. sushi in Charlotte. It's just like a little hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. It's it's certainly been discovered. If you you know almost any time you go there, it's gonna be Where busy. Is it at? It's it's out uh, towards Matthews okay. uh, uh, on uh, what is that? Providence to Monroe or Seventh or yeah, 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 out there. I can't think of the road. It's it's Sardis Road. It's right off of okay. Sardis Road. Um, but it's a fantastic place yeah. and reasonable prices, really nice people, and uh, just really good sushi. Mm -hmm. How about barbecue? Um, I'm a fan of Max. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of, um, of uh, who else do I like for barbecue? I'd say Max is probably my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Okay. Noble Smoke was the most recent place we went and yeah. did this at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, recently we did know we went to Noble Smoke and ate there. Yeah. Brand new spot on the west That's side. So good. Yeah. Real cool. I haven't gotten out there yet. I've been I've been locked down in yeah. here. <laughs> I also like to give new places like a real window to get through their opening pains. A lot, a lot of people will think that a new restaurant, especially if it's a new concept, like, oh, we'll give them a couple weeks. Like, you need to give them a couple months. It, it can be tough. And the more they're trying to do, the harder it can be to get through those growing pains. So I like to really give people some space. Yeah. yeah. I, I always That's feel bad when I see a new restaurant open up and then the initial reviews are, it's like, they're still figuring it out, you know, especially that first couple weeks kind of scenario. Everyone's yeah. getting a feel for what traffic's like. Because you can yeah. practice and prep things, but you can't prep a line out the door. And you can't run yeah. that, you know, play-by-play -play like you can, you know, in, in other areas in the back end of the business. Yeah. So how long have you guys been open now? Uh, this store, we're, I think we're, we're pushing into, like, our ninth week at this point. Okay. So it's still, it's still you, pretty oh yeah, new. It's yeah. Still new. So do you feel like you guys, like, have it, you're good to go? No, no, absolutely not. I feel like we took some of the big big puzzle pieces and we figured those out and now what we have is a fantastic foundation that we can start to have fun with and build from so um, I see a lot of things coming in the future certainly one of the uh, original concepts for this place was um, Roman pizza altalio which sort of fits perfect with a bakery component um, I have my dough figured out it's fantastic I'm excited I want to do it but I, I don't want to stress my team anymore so uh, first we have to figure out how to streamline things a little bit more but uh, we're having a lot of fun with brunch specials. That's turned into like probably our biggest thing. We're trying to figure out how to make sure that our brunches go comfortably because it gets it could get kind of crazy in here as a counter service restaurant. Um, but one of the huge benefits of that is you know you go to another busy brunch place and you might have to wait like an hour just to get sat, and then you yeah. might be waiting another 30 or 40 minutes for your food. Um, that takes up like your whole Saturday or Sunday. So you can stroll in here 
um, get up to the counter in less than 10 minutes, you yeah. know, uh, hopefully find a seat in less than 10 minutes. Right, right now we're putting some things in place so that since we lost our patio, we can figure that out, but we have yeah. a plan. Um, yeah, so we're always going to be tweaking and working on things. I want to do seasonal menus where we always have sandwiches, vegan options, grain bowls, uh, breakfast things that will hang around for whatever the flavors of the season are and then kind of transition it. That's something we do at an ETO is um, depending on what's what's available, we'll do a pizza for that time of year. And uh, we've had a lot of success with it. I think it's for, for regulars especially, it's um, something new to kind of look forward to. And it's just, it's fun for the chefs yeah. too. Yeah, sure. very cool. Awesome. Good deal. Anything uh, before we get off? Anything you guys have anything specials or anything you're planning for the holiday season, stuff like that, whether it be coffee or food or anything like that? I would say our main focal point right now is we're going to be doing a sort of official grand opening celebration. We're decking our space out. We're going to make it look super festive in here for the holidays. And on Friday, December 6th, from basically open till about 2 30 in the afternoon, we'll be giving away uh, hot chocolate and free cookies you don't have to you know spend any money here it's just something kind of fun and nice you can stop in see the space if you haven't yet um, and i feel like we're, we're doing a good enough job with what what our menu is at this point um, but that's our main focus right now so Very going cool. into going into next year we'll have new specials and things but we've been playing around with nashville hot chicken on um, on house-made biscuits biscuits and gravy we have a pastrami hash that's like out of this world. We actually do a 14-day in-house cured pastrami with a 10-hour smoke, and it took us some weeks to kind of make None sure that we're that. consistently good with that, Didn't but know. it's fantastic. So, like, I've had a couple people come in and say, I've eaten at Cats in New York City. This is, like, as good or the next best thing. It's definitely not a product that you come across very many cities. Yeah. So. Very good. Yeah, Very good. This is awesome. Well, Grant, yeah. listen, bro. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on today. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, anyone wants to follow you, what is like the easiest way? What is the Instagram handle? Is just Eight and Sands? Eight and Sand Kitchen. Eight and Sand? Yeah, at Eight That's and Sand it. Kitchen. No S at the end of Sand. Correct. Um, <laughs> awesome. Grant, thank you so much, brother. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank that was fun. Yeah.